0: Welcome to Another Living Life. Uh, Raising a seven-year-old daughter uh, is a source of my biggest joy, uh, but it's also the source of my biggest challenge in my life. Uh, These days, even though she's only seven, she has all these boundaries and she has all these ideas of ownership uh, already in her life. So these days, she's been talking about this is mine. This is my stuff. This is my room. Uh, These are my snacks. And over and over again, uh, anytime that I touch one of her things or eat one of her snacks without asking her, uh, she gets very upset. And she says, how dare you? How dare you touch my stuff, right? How dare you enter my room without asking me? How dare you eat uh, my stuff without asking me as well? Uh, And as her father, uh, as her very immature and petty father, father, I remind her that everything that she has, that she didn't buy any of it that I have provided everything uh, for her. Uh, We've been meditating the last couple of days on this final chapter in Leviticus, in Leviticus chapter 27, and we see that most of the chapter is all about how God's uh, instructions for people to make vows and make dedications to him, uh, how to give offering to him, basically. Uh, but this final section in chapter 27 is a, very, it's a little bit di- different. Uh, it's a reminder that everything that God has, that God has given us, uh, it comes from Him. That everything that we have that is good, that He is the source of all of that. And there is an expectation for us to respond to God's grace. So once again, as we go into today's passage, uh, let's go in with a heart of expectation and a heart of worship. And perhaps most importantly today, a very full heart of thanksgiving.
1: Leviticus chapter 27, verses 26 through 34. No one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord, whether an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. If it is one of the unclean animals, it may be bought back at its set value, adding a fifth of the value to it. If it is not redeemed, it is to be sold at its set value. But nothing that a person owns and devotes to the Lord, whether a human being or an animal or family land, may be sold or redeemed. Everything so devoted is most holy to the Lord. No person devoted to destruction may be ransomed. They are to be put to death. A tith of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tith must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tith of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad, or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai for the Israelites.
0: The beginning two-thirds of Leviticus chapter 27 had to deal with voluntary dedications, uh, voluntary offerings that they could make to God. But in this final section, they talk about a very different type of dedication, a very different type of offering and vows. Uh, These, according to the law of Moses, according to the law of God, were mandatory dedications that all Israelites were to make to God. Uh, These offerings were not meant to be voluntary, but they were mandatory, and they all had to follow these laws. Uh, Therefore, they were not able to take the time to dedicate them once again to God because they already belong to God from the very beginning. Uh, The first part of this passage today talks about the dedication or the consecration of the firstborn. In Exodus chapter 13, it says that all firstborns belong to God. That all firstborns were already supposed to be given to God. It meant that whatever the people deemed the best, the first, they were supposed to be offered to God. They were supposed to give the best to God. It's not a voluntary offering, but instead it was a mandatory offering and everybody was, was forced to obey these laws. You know, it was actually a way for God to remind the people, His chosen people, that they belonged to Him, that they were His chosen people. And they were not to follow the standards of this world, but instead to follow only the standard that God put in front of them, that they're able to see him and acknowledge that he is God and bring to him a heart of obedience. And that is why God asked for the firstborns. So it's very different from the culture around them at the time when they were able to take the best for themselves. It's very similar for us as well. In our culture, we want the best for ourselves. We want the best. We want to protect the best. We want to bring home the best. And we don't want to share the best with others. So when we give to God, we often don't give the best to God. We only give what is easy. We give what is convenient. Uh, We don't give freely or with joy in our hearts, but we give with burdens and pressures instead. Uh, so God is reminding us today in today's passage that we are supposed to give the best to Him. Uh, we're supposed to give the best version of ourselves. We're supposed to honor Him by all the actions and all the offerings that we are able to give to Him. We don't give because of fear, uh, like the natural fear that we have, but instead we give because we are in awe of who He is. That God is God, and then when we give to God with that heart, with that faith, free heart and when we give the best to God, then we are acknowledging that we are in the presence of our amazing Father and our Creator, uh, and we are able to give with that grateful heart. Uh, lastly as it continues, Leviticus chapter 27, it outlines instructions on the consecration of the tithe. Uh, tithe basically means 10%. Uh, it wasn't an extraordinary offering, it was a very normal offering to give 10% of your crops, uh, 10% of your yield, whatever it may be, and be able to consecrate it and dedicate it to God. And that way, you are able to fulfill the duty that God has presented in front of you. Uh, It's a way to remind the Israelites that God had certain expectations for them. Uh, God is the creator of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He doesn't need anything. God doesn't need the crops and anything to be able to sustain him, yet... God called on his people to give their tithe as a reminder that everything came from him. Uh, therefore, they should give, and they should give at least 10% in the name of God. And as a way to be able to guard the hearts of the Israelites who might become conceited in their giving, who might wanna take for themselves a little bit extra, and be able to just set a standard for all of his chosen people to follow. So it didn't matter if you were rich, it doesn't matter if you are poor, relatively you were giving the same amount To God, You're able to give this offering to understand and to be able to acknowledge that you were God's chosen people. You know, when you give in love, when you give something to someone that you love, if you give up something and sacrifice something on behalf of someone that you love, uh, you don't actually feel bad about it. You know, for example, if I give my daughter something, if I have to sacrifice food on behalf of my daughter, if I have to sacrifice my time on behalf of my wife or people that I love and I adore, Uh, I don't feel bad. I actually feel joy that I'm able to give this little thing uh, to them. That's the same heart that God wants us to have when we offer something to Him. And though at this time He's talking about mandatory offerings, anytime He wants us to, uh, when we are able to give to God, God desires that we give with a loving and willing heart. That when we give, that we give everything that we have, that we give the best, that we have and that we are able to surrender our full lives to him in our giving that we are able to give with a worshipful heart and a grateful heart that our giving is not a burden but it's something that we are able to remind ourselves that god is the ultimate giver that god is the source of our lives and god is the source of all that is good in our lives so when we give We don't give because we are extraordinary. We don't give because we are special, but we actually offer it to a God who is amazing and a God who is extraordinary and a God who is extremely unique and holy and special. As Christians today, Uh, We are no longer bound by the same covenant that we see in the Old Testament. Our lives, our expectations are very different from the Old Testament Israelites. You know, we don't have to bring animal sacrifices as offering. We're not bound by the same purification laws uh, that the Israelites and the Jews still follow today. Uh, We we don't have to follow the 613 commandments that we see in the Old Testament. Uh, The reason is that we have received salvation and we have received freedom Uh, by the life, death, and resurrection, and the blood of Jesus Christ. And our lives each day are regenerated uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, But that does not mean that God is okay with us living our lives whichever way we want. It doesn't mean that we could do whatever we want, that we don't have to give anything back. God loves us just the way we are, and God chooses us just the way that we are, but God expects us to be able to grow and grow and grow in His Spirit and be able to respond with the freedom that we have, that we have this responsibility in our freedom to be able to live generous lives, to be able to give generously to our brothers and sisters, and to be able to present the truth of Jesus Christ in all that we do. And though we are no longer bound by those laws many thousand years ago, there still is that responsibility for us to lead holy lives Uh, just as our father in heaven is holy we are called to live and reflect that holiness in our lives today as well let us pray dear god we thank you for giving us this message in Leviticus chapter 27 and though uh, this culture is foreign to us and these laws are no longer uh, relevant to our lives Lord, we know that you still desire for us to be giving and to be generous people that we are to be able to give to others and be able to lead holy lives, uh, to live different lives, set-apart lives from the rest of this world. So today that we ask uh, for you to strengthen us, to equip us, so that we, as we go forth into this world, that we're able to just represent you and to be able to reflect the image uh, of you in all our actions and in our words and all our deeds, that we may be, be a blessing onto your world today. Uh, please give us the strength to be able to live this out We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ
1: Amen